Hello, and welcome to the LVP Architects podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to just briefly chat about the building contract, which is an agreement between the client and the contractor. Now, which type of contract, and this is a legally binding document, um, it depends on the size, value, and procurement route of the project. So a few examples, if you're doing um, a small extension to a house, the building contract, so that contract between the client and the homeowner, um, an example would be JCT, they do an awful lot of contracts, they have a specific tailored one that's a homeowner building contract. You know, and you can go to the other spectrum where maybe it's a design and build project and the contract you could use is a JCT design and build contract and there's, there's a multitude within each of these contract types that allow for things such as design portions, subcontractor design portions, um, with or without quantities and so forth. So just to give you some more ideas of examples of types of contract, so there's the JCT homeowner as I've mentioned, there's a minor works building contract which is a little bit more than just a simple extension, It's you know, and then there's intermediate building contracts, so something more significant. So just to give an example, if your client is just wanting to do a very small extension, then you would look at a JCT homeowner building contract. You know, it's specifically tailored to a homeowner. It's a contract between the homeowner and the builder, and it will cover them um, for the works. Whereas if you're doing a new lab building, maybe the maybe it's for a university, maybe they want to go design and build. In that design and build, the types of contracts, you could get a design and build specific contract, you could get a package deal or a, or what's called a turnkey contract, or you could get a contract to design for specific elements only type contract. So it varies greatly. What you need to understand is, is not every single clause. What you need to understand is the difference between the types. So like I say, the JCT do quite an awful lot. NEC do ones as well. Um, but if you really sort of are thinking what other types are there, so you've got your homeowner one, you've got minor works, which I believe is sort of like up to the value of 100,000 there or thereabouts. Then there's intermediate building contracts which go beyond that. So if it's more than 100,000, it's more sophisticated, but it's not at the million pound kind of spectrum. Intermediate will do. The standard building contracts are obviously of higher value. And these contracts are designed for obviously the traditional procurement. So they come in forms of lump sum contracts, measurement contracts, cost reimbursement contracts. So these sort of things you have to consider as well. And there's also, you know, the design and build contracts, which I mentioned earlier, uh, major works, construction contracts, management building contracts, construction management contracts, you know, design, manage, construct. There are repair and maintenance contracts. The, you know, the NEC ones have their engineering and construction contract and they have their own version of design and build and um, operate contract. So you kind of just need to understand what they're for, what they're best suited to which procurement. So, you know, if you listed out the procurement types, then you start stitching what contracts go under them and just kind of learn them. So that if there's a question saying what procurement type you would recommend, you know, you've sort of thought about it and you go, right, this, what type of contract you could then 
mention it. Um, and then that will dictate also if you're the contract administrator, you'll understand what sort of things you have to do within those contracts. So a building contract, yes, it is between a client and a contractor, but there is a contract administrator who deals with any processes within that contract that need to be done. So within the contract, there'll be key clauses that are critical. So, you know, the start date, the completion date, the contract sum, what were the um, contract documents? So any drawings uh, formed, the tender documentation is usually incorporated as well. And then what it has is it also has clauses about what should happen in case of a dispute. So there's dispute resolutions. Um, it has procedures of what should happen if there is a delay. What's the process? The contract administrator will have to go through certain set out procedures. If there's a claim, again, there'll be a procedure that the contract administrator has to deal with for the, on behalf of the client and on behalf of the contractor. And then there's a process also that within there, there will be a clause that says if the client wants to change something, they have to do X, Y and Z and notify at certain times to the contractor. You know, all these sort of clauses, you don't need to know them all. You just need to be aware what contracts are suitable for what procurement. And then what, if you're appointed as a contract administrator, you then have to go through all of this. So it's not um, expected that you memorize everything. And, and I need to emphasize that you don't need to learn every clause. It's absolutely madness. Um, especially in every contract, but it is expected that you understand the types and the differences between them, which procurement routes, as I've said, and project types are the most suitable for, and any certificates that must be issued within them. So, you know, the interim certificate, the practical completion certificate, the final certificate, um, you know, it's, and so on. This is because your understanding is is going to be tested in the exam and will probably be touched on in your interview. You know, if you write a procurement type or there was a question you answered about a specific contract and you didn't clearly define, or if you didn't clearly sort if you didn't come across as though you understood, they'll ask you in the interview. So there are some very good, uh, helpful books and guides out there on each individual contract. I'll definitely recommend that you go to sort of the JCT website and have a little look there just to understand. And, that, you know, there's, they've got some guides, they've got some useful um, explanations of what their contracts are for and suitable for. Um, you should be aware that there are obviously are other contracts. JCT aren't the only ones who do it. They're just one of the most popular. Um, NEC, like I said, get a handle of what types there are and what value they relate to. Um, and again, to repeat myself, what's the procurement route? Which contract is best suited for that? Okay, enough of that, I think. And in the next podcast, we'll talk a little bit about roles. So see you then.